Hey everyone, David here. I want to tell you about my music podcast, On Rotation. It's engaging, interactive, and insightful. Music mm-hmm. entwines with everything. It's something that always rings true to me. So when I need something to kind of root me, I can always go back to music in a sense, you know? Yeah. Join me each episode as we rotate through a number of topics and hear why it's the podcast that's always on replay and never on repeat. Listen to On Rotation wherever you get your podcasts. I think it's possible to overstate the extent to which the music one listens to actually has an effect on the music you write. You could take some portions of the song and be like, hey, this could remind me of this certain situation or this situation. That's when an artist can stay true to themselves with being honest with their lyrics. I feel like that's my favorite part of songwriting is being able to look back and really understand how I was feeling and you know what my perspective was on different events in my life. Hey everybody, what's up? What's happening? You're listening to On Rotation, the podcast that's always on replay and never on repeat. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is David. I'll be your host and lovely guide. While Adil C comes from the same area as some of the world's biggest pop stars, he says his ultimate goal is to make people feel something when they listen to his music. Adil's got a bunch of projects on the way, so let's get into our conversation about what the Canadian artist has planned. All right, we got Adil C on the podcast. Adil, how you doing? Hey, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for coming on. I mean, like we were just kind of ta- talking before we hopped on, but um, you're kind of showing me some new digs that you got going on here. You got like a new crib. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can show it to you. Me and my buddy Noah Fort, we're making a creator home. I can actually just give you a bit of insiders on this place. It's super nice. This is like the balcony area. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, this is like the epic jazz table. <laughs> Here's uh, some of my crystals, you know what I'm saying, right there. Love it. And this one's awesome because this isn't actually a crystal. It's something where you can put stuff in it, but mm-hmm. it looks like a crystal. I got my salt lamp. And of course, I got my Your coffee. Some yep. morning coffee right there. <laughs> He's got a little plant station. We love exploding kittens. Um, this is not paid promo. They're a great game. Love them. Uh, I've heard it's uh, a solid game. That's fair. <laughs> yes, this game is the game. And then this is uh, weed grass right there. It's all great for you. This is a little lounging station. Beautiful. I don't know if you can really see. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Just got this lamp. Um, shout out to Amazon. Shout out to that artist that painted <laughs> that. So this this painting's really cool. It's actually very textured. If you can see, oh There's yeah, a I lot love of text. Yeah, it's fully textured. Yeah, that's the place. We got like a, a lounging area there. There's a lot of boxes. We're still working on stuff, but the place is gonna change. We're gonna get something up in the hills. But yeah, um, yeah. This is this is the crib for right now, man. I'm glad Love you it. dig it. Yeah, it's awesome. How long have you been in LA for? Uh, you know what? I actually had a had a situation um a few months ago. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, I was out here in 2022. Well, I came here in 2019, but um, you know, back and forth because I'm actually Canadian. I like. Mm-hmm you know, go back and forth between Toronto. But, um, you know, my dad unfortunately had a stroke in May. So I flew back to go see him, which mm-hmm. is in 2020. 
And, um, you know, he was doing great. But then when I came back, the U.S. borders was like, hey, bro, like you're a musician. You got to get a work visa and whatnot. So Mm. um, I had to go get that. So now I'm back. I got my work visa approved, which I'm super grateful of. So I can actually be a singer out here and, you know, not worry about playing shows or meeting fans or anything like that. So, um, yeah, yeah, I got I I got here December. I I got here again in December 2022. Mm -hmm. Um, What is it, bro? I don't even know. So January something january yeah, 21st 21st, yeah let's go 21 okay um, <laughs> sweet yeah so i've just been out here with land hills and going up to lake arrowhead um my friend trinity rose and just a lot of good just a lot of good stuff happened that's awesome yeah and you feel like la is kind of the place you need to be to help your career i mean i feel like you know i think uh i think you can make it anywhere but you know a lot of my friends are here a lot of my you know family out here too mm-hmm. um so yeah, I just it's it's one of those things where I love LA, dude. It's just really pretty out here. I love the hills, I love the palm trees. I'm obsessed with palm trees. We don't have that in Canada, so um, I love Canada too. It's just um, I, I, something about LA. It's really really fun. Yeah, I don't think like you need to be here to make it, but yes, it it definitely has been helping my career and whatnot. We're gonna be working on going on a tour, and we can talk about all that later. But yeah, I'm just working on a lot of new music and tours and. So, and the tours are going to be outside of LA, you know, it's going to be America wide, Canada wide and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean like kind of on that note, talking about like music and tours, like you did just put out a single aura kind of at the top of the year. So congrats on that, by the way, how's that kind of been? Like, Thank with that you. Song? It's great. It's great. I'm actually, uh, I need a, I actually need to be pushing it a little bit harder, but there's a reason why I'm going a little slow with it. That, um, you know what, I'll be the first one to, I'll announce it right here. That. Aura is actually going to be a full-length album. Um, Ooh, okay. I dropped, yeah, I dropped it as a single, but um, and it's about energy, and I got, I got my crystals and all that stuff. So let's go. But uh, Aura is actually going to be a full-length album with like probably anything between like eleven to fifteen songs on that record. Um, yeah. which I know nobody, nobody knows that except for maybe some people that work on my team. But um, yeah, it's, so I'm like, Aura is going to get really pushed throughout this year. It's going to be probably mm-hmm. like my biggest um push this year because after the aura full-length album is going to come the aura tour which will be in summertime at some point so wow. um 2023 is the aura year bro yeah oh my god congratulations that's awesome thank you bro i appreciate it so much yeah i mean it sounds like you got a lot going on already but let's talk a little bit more about that song like what was kind of the inspiration behind it you know, um, this song just kind of fell into my lap. Uh, I started working with Cryptic Rain Music for this record. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my good buddies, also, it is also a label. And, um, you know, I'm not signed down to any, anybody or anything, but, like, I am working with Cryptic Rain Music for, for this album. Um, and I'm really excited because the, the song just kind of fell in my lap. I was back in Canada, you know, getting ready to fly out and... Mm-hmm. My buddy Expression, Expression the MC, who owns the label, he goes, yo, I got this hit track from like Bebo Beats, like check it out. And uh, I was going, hey, let's take a listen to it. And I was, I just, I really loved the vibe of the instrumental. It sounded very crisp, very clean, um, very vibey too. It had a very good, mm-hmm. had, a, had a good mood to it. And the song, when I was singing about it, it's funny because the song itself is like me talking about like a girl's energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, not like uh not like girls in general but, but maybe like a specific girl right. um like what her energy is so if you like listen to the lyrics i'm like talking about like oh like she's such a vibe and like you know i need to like kind of get my shit together and like mm-hmm. um make it happen or something right so it just sounds like 
uh, it's kind of a song about being in love with a specific girl's type of aura or energy. Mm-hmm. And um, but the actual actual purpose of the song and and the meaning of the album is going to be about energy altogether. But the right, way that right. song came around was just he sent it to me. It was a beat. It kind of started looping. So I started like working in my studio to like change the beat a little bit and add mm-hmm. new instruments and sounds and. Um, and then I just started like singing like melodies and harmonies over it. And then before I knew it, like before I even flew out to Toronto a week before December 12th. Um, so the beginning of December, mm-hmm. I had aura, aura done and it just sounded very, very vibey. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It was, it's just like appeared, you know what I mean? Out of thin air. Yeah. It, just was, it was just there. Yeah. It just kind of happened. Like you said, naturally, it sounds too, like you said, you kind of heard one thing and then you kind of just went off of that and you built it up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it was it was exactly like that. And and the funny part about that too was um <laughs> the funny part about that too is like even the artwork. It's if I don't know if you've seen the artwork, but it's mm-hmm. uh yeah. so it has a lot of crystals in it and um you know, it started from like an an AI render from wombo.ai, which is one of my buddies' companies. Love them. Shout outs to them. Um and then I just took it into Photoshop and did some more stuff and then my buddy Zany, who's also an artist, he helped me with the artwork too and just turned it into this new type of collage and then suddenly we just had this interesting 3D modern like mm. abstract artwork piece that just like I want to get it printed out. It looks so cool. <laughs> I think I'm gonna get a four. Like you see, this thing is like a. This is like what, like a, maybe a. a I think four foot by four foot, yeah. probably. Yeah, decent um, size. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty big, and I'm five four. You know, I'm pretty small, but you know. Um. So yeah, I want to get a four by four of that or something, and put it mm-hmm. put it in the in the next house or something. It's gonna be really cool. Yeah, so. that would be sick. Yeah, that's I, literally that was actually another one of my questions that I wanted to ask you. Like from you know watching your videos or seeing some of your artwork for your tracks, you know you have a lot of really interesting visuals and artwork, kind of like what we're saying. How do you feel uh-huh. like, you know, your, I don't how, like, how's the best way to say it? How do you feel like, you know, your artistic vision for lack of better words is kind of represented through that kind of stuff, like videos or album covers? Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I don't really know what my artistic vision is. It just <laughs> like, it, like, honestly, even the room I'm in right now, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. That's, that's my girl. <laughs> she's just sleeping but yeah there's just all this is just a vibe and um i don't know it just it just it's weird man i don't know i just i i just see something and if it looks good it looks good you know even it's it's funny that we're talking about this because i just designed this but even just this table looks mm. so aesthetically pleasing it's just as long as it hits my eye properly and it, and it makes me feel good then i feel like i've done something right i feel like a lot of my artwork has come from this like modern abstract type of feel there's been some artworks like my earlier songs that are more just like i guess like that pop look where it's just me Mm. behind like some epic background but i've been i've been really digging the whole like digital artwork abstract feel i just feel like there's so much you can say with it you know yeah no totally i got that and even like you know for being a musician the visual components i think sometimes are just as important as the audio Um, yeah and for you, like I said, I was looking at some of your songs or listening to some of your songs, like some of your artwork and videos and things like that. And it feels like everything's pretty cohesive. Like, would you say that's something you really strive for? Yeah, I try my best to get the visuals and everything on point. I haven't even, like, is you, I don't, have you seen, um, did you hear my words just, just, just jumble there? Like <laughs> 10 thoughts right there. Um, did you see the, the lyric video for Aura? I haven't yet. No, I haven't. Cool, cool, cool. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, so like that one right there, like, that was made in six hours um mm-hmm. 
and it was funny because like I'm actually usually the guy behind designing my you know my videos and editing them and uh, the color grading and also designing the artworks. I'm usually like I'm doing eighty to ninety percent of the work of just chopping my videos myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny because I didn't have a video for Aura, and I was up at my friend Trinity Rose's cabin in like Arrowhead, um, which I got I, I got to go back up to like next week or something. But I was just like, yo, Aura's coming out in like 10 hours and I don't have a video for this. So, and my studio is back in Toronto. So my brother, he helped me download like this program that allows me to like use my computer in Canada, like my studio computer, but use it off of my laptop in LA, which is very interesting because I'm not actually, like I don't have my Canadian computer with me, but like I can see the screen of it on my laptop and I can control it too. So I'm like mm, on my uh-huh. computer in Canada from LA. It's God given tool. I don't know <laughs> who designed it, but it helped me so much because I, I I haven't like made my studio here yet. So, you know, maybe yeah. we could do another interview in a month or so and I'll, sh- I'll give you a studio tour too right, when that's yeah, ready. Yeah. But um, right now, as of, as of right now, my studio is still kind of like in limbo in Toronto. So I just, mm. my brother like got me something to just kind of smosey on my way into Toronto <laughs> through LA. And yeah. uh, I worked on this lyric video in six hours and designed it um, from my laptop. But in Toronto, it was weird. Um, and it's this epic looking lyric video. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's, it's basic, but it's, it's cool. You just got to watch it. It's yeah. like, it starts with a cool intro and then the, the lyrics just start scrolling like a movie credit. It's, it's really cool. Um, but um, with that being said though, the videos like, I, I would have like not even dropped a video for Aura if, if it didn't look good. You know, I just, mm-hmm. I don't drop things to just drop things like they, especially yeah. on YouTube, like they all have to make sense. It all has to look good. It all has to match my brand. I don't even know how to like categorize or, you know, I guess subjectify my brand of, the art style but yeah yeah I, I like the way you put it i definitely agree with that yeah and then what about your sound like how would you kind of describe your sound because you kind of incorporate a couple different things i feel like genres that is yeah well, I, I actually used to be in a rock band um oh, no way. I, know, I know not a lot of people know that but i come from like a rock background which is why sometimes people may see it in my hair or, <laughs> i don't know so if i know it's it's pretty art right now but sometimes <laughs> it, it there's a bit of a metal feel to it mm-hmm. um but because of that, because of that, yeah, I guess like sometimes my writing style can be a little bit more than, I guess, radio pop. Like I'll come out with something a little like too intense and then the managers are all like, yo, that's a little too crazy. And I'm like, <laughs> nah, bro, fans will like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So I feel like because of that reason, my artistic style does um, diverge from the path. Um, uh, but I like it. I definitely love it. I'm I'm really trying to. I'm really trying something new with this album. Like Aura, all the fans did not expect it. I they all messaged me saying like, "Hey, like this sounds so um like different." You know, it yeah. it almost sounds like a, a hip hop beat that I'm singing over, which usually I'll have like a more high energy, sexy, feel good type of, type of sound uh, behind my music. But this mm. one's more of like chill, laid back, um, yeah. but very vibey at the same time. So. Yeah. I'm going to try something new for this album, man. This is it, I'm, I'm going to come out with songs that there probably will be a rock song on this album. I know any fans are going to be watching this. They're going to probably be hyped to hear that if they were like OG fans of me from like 2016 or 2018 mm, or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Um, for, for sure, though, there's going to be new sounds in this album that people have never heard me do. Because yeah. um, I just want to showcase a little bit more of what I'm capable of doing musically. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, honestly, it sounds like it's something to look forward to especially like you said your fans that have been with you since the beginning 
Right, right. There's some fans that have been there since I was like 12 years old, and that, and you know, and I, I didn't know how to sing. I was so not good at music when I was that <laughs> age. So, yeah. I'm sure they're probably like shocked that I can even sing. Is right that now. when you got started, like around 12, or were you even younger? Would you say? Well, I was like eight when I picked up my first guitar, um, yeah. and and started playing drums, and I was good at that. I was good at drums and guitar, but yeah. it was about like 13 or 14 where I was like, yeah, I'm gonna like sing. And it was like rock type of singing, so higher notes. And it just did not sound good. And everyone like, everyone said, hey, bro, when you talk, you sound great. But when you try to vocalize, it's not it. Mm, and right. I just, I, but because I had a, because people said that I had a good, you know, talking voice, I knew that there was something there. I was like, hey, nah, there's something that I'm not doing right that's not bringing out my singing ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was uh, when I was 18 years old. Uh, I heard I heard Let Me Love You by Justin Justin Bieber and right. DJ Snake. Mm-hmm. And uh that song completely like it, it it was almost as if like I I took like a pill that unlocked stuff in my brain. Um that helped me to really realize that there there's so much more I could be doing with my music and what I'm what I'm capable of and, and singing styles because um the singing style that I was doing for so many years just wasn't my style like I was trying to mimic right. other artists right. and I wasn't being myself but it, I just I just I heard I heard that song I heard let me love you and something told me like this is way more down my alley um mm. and that's when everything started like so I know a lot of people like I know of course like Justin's an A-list celebrity he's one of the biggest pop singers out there I don't I don't even credit him for any of that stuff I, I just simply give him credit because if it wasn't for his song, I probably would not be here. And right. that's what kind of like blows my mind. That could have been any pop artist. It just so happened to have been um, Justin's song yeah. that came on. And exactly. it hit me so hard that it made me realize that there's probably like another style of music that I could be doing that's way more fit for me. Mm. Um, so that's why I give him credit um, whenever people bring up his name. Nothing to do with the fact that he's one of the most famous and successful dudes in the world, which right. cheers to him on that. It just has everything to do with the fact that his musical capabilities and talents um, made such a huge influence on me that I'm literally here today um, as a pop singer. So, yeah, that's so interesting. You bring that up, too, because I was going to ask you kind of on the the contrary of that, like you advertise, you kind of come from an area in Canada where like, you know, Justin Bieber, Shawn Mendes, Johnny Orlando, like some really big artists have come out of. Do you ever like get like feel pressure to kind of live up to those artists and their success because just solely based off the fact you're from the same area, like do people ever kind of pull that on you? No, I don't really care. I mean, I know, I know a lot of people are like, Oh, like that's such a big goal, but I don't, my goal isn't fame. Mm. I, I know it might sound weird, but my goal isn't fame. It's community. Like it, I write music to make people feel something or to get people to feel more in tune with their emotions. And, um, you know, every time I play shows, it always reminds me of that because when I go live, it's not to when I, when I go live, there's like a different part of me that comes out that I can't explain. And that's why you just got to buy tickets to my show. But <laughs> it's it's really it's really cool, though, because when I see fans just super, just super hype and ecstatic about just seeing me live and partying with me, I realize that I'm, I'm really doing this because um, I just want to I just want to entertain in, yeah. in a different in a different way. So my show is like the like my shows are like not commercial you know they're not like super pop it's it's literally a party like you know the goal is to get everybody to jump everybody to move 
everybody to just like feel good and forget about whatever they're going through. So um, I don't, I don't really care about uh, how big people are and I'm sure I'll get there one day. There's just, there's so much in the works and I'm kind of just trusting the universe and whatever the universe has planned. And I'm just taking action every day and letting, I, I truly believe there's like magical forces that can just take you to great places. So I'm just letting right. that do its thing. Um, yeah. I don't even know how I'm here. I'll be real with you, dude. I was like <laughs> this like super emo kid when I was 14 who had like this vision of having like more than like 10,000 followers and forget verifications, right? You know what I mean? Like I just had the smallest dream ever and I've surpassed it so, so, so far that like it makes me think like, where the hell am I? Who am I? How, how, right. how, did, how did this even happen? And where am I heading? You know what I mean? Th- things have just been growing really quickly. Um, and it's exciting because my last song charted and I didn't know that was going to happen. Oh, um, no so it's just, yeah, Hey Baby charted on, on Top 50 Spotify Canada for like a, a week straight or something. So, you know, it's just, there's just a lot of like magical, I don't know, things at play. And so I just, my goal is community and whatever God wants to do with that, I'm going to just let him do his thing. Yeah. Well, kind of on that note too, like how do you see your music kind of bring people together and how do you kind of, see yourself engaging with your fans like you mentioned like your shows you kind of try to create that space but is it also yeah. like you know through social media like is it people have messaged you about your songs or whatever like where do you see everyone kind of coming together in that space that you're trying to create yeah i do feel that on social media i've gotten a great deal of messages which has been super super sweet however it's gotten to a point where i feel like a lot of people are just blowing my dms where i can't keep up with it anymore and it sucks because i never thought that'd be a thing but it's true like you know i I, there's just like there's so many messages coming in every day that it's really hard to uh you know and sometimes like sometimes it could be as simple as like yo your photo was sick or or hey dude heard that and i love it when it's about the music when it's about the music i was trying to find my my way to like filter through it and respond but sometimes it's just simply like dude you have really pretty hair and i just don't have time to go through like <laughs> thousands of dms about all that right, yeah, which yeah. i'm still super grateful of you know like i love it that's awesome um but i think this is why i need to go on tour is because i'm ready to kind of like have the fans in, in a room and i think that's like where you know because that's what this is about right is creating that type of community so i just am excited to start touring and doing these shows where mm-hmm. you know new fans or you know, people who may have heard my name but never really connected to my music like that can just come and meet me because I feel like um, I feel like my online persona and who I am in person, it's just, I'm so much cooler in person, dude. Like, I just, I, that's just personally what I feel. I just feel like online is so static and I don't yeah. really even, like, post t- TikToks the same way. I don't know. I just think I'm so much cooler in person. I just kind of want to meet everybody. So the goal is to do that. The goal is to do that through touring. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Yeah, no, that's a really interesting point. Like, I like that distinction, like you said, between, you know, the screen or social media versus in person, because I think it's true, especially for artists, like, you're just able to connect so much better with your fans when it's in person, like through touring, right. like through shows or whatever it is. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and I mean, a lot of people don't want to do that. And there's a lot of people who do want to do that. I've just realized that for what I'm trying to achieve and how I'm how I'm putting up music and the type of branding I'm doing. Um, I just it's so like sometimes you know how you were saying like oh do you ever feel like you know like if there's so much pressure on like trying to be like this big artist because like 
you know, I literally, because, yeah, like, Bieber, Bieber came from, like, an hour away from my city. Johnny Orlando, like, literally, I think, was the same city. Yeah. Um, Ali Gatesy was, like, the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But so I don't really worry about those things. It's just what I worry about is, like, even with so many followers, sometimes I, I forget that there's that one person in there that's that this will mean the world to them. And, and to right. that person, you know, this is this is my thank you because – uh, without without you, I, I mean, I couldn't have done it. So, yeah. it, it's it's those people that um, when you meet them, it just reminds you of how much of an impact you've really made. Because sometimes, like you drop something, and um, if it doesn't hit like a million in like you know twenty four hours, you you might think like, oh shit, it didn't do. Oh sorry, beep that out if you're not swear. No, you're good. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, you know, you might think like, hey, it's not. This isn't the move. Like, or this didn't do as well as I thought. Um, but you could be so wrong, man. You could be so wrong that one person that will like meet you at, at that concert and, um, you know, just spill their heart out for you. And you're like, whoa, like my music actually made an impact to you. Yeah. Um, so there's power behind numbers, but there's something more uh, beautiful within those numbers. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's something have, I've learned. Do you have any like examples that stick out to you about people coming up to you and saying the impact your music had on them? Yeah. I mean, I actually, you know what? I had somebody, uh, it, it's happened it's happened many times it's just sometimes it's hard to recall but i'd say the one that really stood out the most was this one time a fan came up to me after a performance and just laid out all my songs all my music got me to sign like photos and things that i just never i didn't really like think would have you know what i mean they, they, they came prepared yeah, you know like they, they up, knew yeah. yeah they were like okay sign this and sign that when are you gonna make posters and this and that and <laughs> And then, like they, you know, they already like changed their shirt into like my 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 artist merch, and I'm like, whoa, um, stuff like that is really cool because you can tell like clearly your music has made an impact on that person, yeah. um, and that right there is what keeps me keep keeps me going because it it's for the fans, you know what I mean? Like I write music for myself, but I write music for all of us at the same time, you know, because if I'm the only person enjoying it and like my fans aren't enjoying it, then like then the shows are going to be boring <laughs> because it's like, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's really, it's really a teamwork effort with, with my fans and me. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like kind of on that similar, but different note, like obviously we're talking about, you know, making the music to have the impact, but in your case, you know, from looking you up and like seeing some of the numbers you have pulled, like one of your videos, we're in paradise has like 1.5 million views on YouTube, which is like amazing. So like, does that does that still feel good to you to kind of pull that kind of number when you have, like you said, this focus on just making music to touch people? But like I said, you're still getting a lot of people that are, you know, finding your stuff like that must still feel good, right? Uh, dude, all of them feel good, you know, whether it's 1.5 or 10 million or I mean, I have like, over, I think over 50 million or 100 million like views on mm-hmm. on TikTok alone, like which is all the content I made. I, I something something in me has changed you know and i know every agent and manager would literally like hate me for saying this but i don't it's not it's for me it's not the numbers it's really it's really about the impact now it's really about how how good the content is and i feel like jb i feel like justin is going that route too like you can hear it in his music that he's not really he's doing him man he's doing he's doing he's doing what he loves he's doing what's in his heart um Mm -hmm. you can hear it he's singing from the soul um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to really tr- like take that trajectory because like, it, I mean, 
dude, the numbers are great. You know, I'm super grateful. And of course, the goal is always to smash the biggest numbers I can get. Yeah. Um, you know, with, with Hey Baby charting the way it did, I just thought that that was super cool. Yeah. Um, but at, at the end of the day, I mean, the numbers are the numbers. And I feel like, you know, I think like Aura sitting at like 10,000 something right now. But I just realized that as time goes by and as the, as the music gets bigger and as the community grows um, and as, you know, different types of, you know, TikTok challenges and all that stuff. And, but basically, I feel like with all that, I think what's going to end up happening is um, those numbers will grow anyways. You know what I mean? So right. um, those numbers always feel good to me. Um, I have some friends that have like 700 million streams on Spotify and stuff. And I think what they'll always say the same thing. It's, it's just the best thing is when your favorite song pops off, because um, that means that the creation that you made, that mm. you resonate with the most um, resonate with others. Right. Um, like when, Hey baby took off, like, Oh, I remember playing Hey baby, like a few weeks ago in LA. That was yeah. sick. That was so fun. Um, and just know, and, and it's cool because when you're live and you can see everyone like partying to that song, then you go, oh, that's why I charted. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> it, it makes sense in that moment. It's like in that moment when you see everybody else like hyped about it, then you're like, oh, okay. So this is why that song took off and it charted because this is actually a really good song. Right. So I think that's really, I think that's really what it is. You know, I think this is what it really, really, really what it comes down to. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what can you tell us about like you mentioned the tour is coming in the summer, right? But like, have you set uh-huh. a date for the album or anything? Like, can you give us anything about that? Can I give you guys anything about that for the tour and the album? Honestly, I'm not too sure exactly when, but I know it will be summertime. Um, but I can give you a surprise in the next few minutes. I can introduce you to one of my buddies soon. Um, but that I'm working on a lot of stuff with. But for tours, I can't give you guys a date yet. For the album, I can't give you guys a date yet. But I will let you know um, in the next few months, mm-hmm. whenever summertime is, you know, June, July. There's definitely going to be an album coming, and there's definitely going to be tours in the work as well. Right. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, best of luck to you. It sounds like guys, you got a lot going on right now. So I guess sounds like you got a lot to look forward to, which is awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. And Noah just popped in the room. So, I mean, if you want to, I can uh, let you say hi to him real quick. We're going to be making a creator home with him um, Mm -hmm. soon, and it's going to be really exciting. So I'll let you say hi to him right now if you want. Yeah, sure. I got like a minute. So, yeah. Come say come say hi to David. Hey, what's up, David? How's it going, man? Good. How are you? So, so he can't hear you. Um, yeah, love this dude. He's so, awesome. But yeah, I just <laughs> wanted to quickly pop him in the. I just want to pop in the frame because him and I have just achieved a lot of things um, in the last like few days. Um, so the last thing I was gonna say is you will definitely see more content from Noah and I in the next coming uh, weeks as well. Sick. Awesome. Well, Adil C, thank you so much for popping on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Why don't you let people know where they can find you so they can keep up on all the stuff you got going on? Hell yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me. I honestly had a great time. Um, Super fun to talk to you. You could just find me anywhere, honestly, just whatever social media platform or Google. It's just, it's just a Dilsey, but usually my handle is a Dilsey music. Cool. Awesome. And you said you're on like TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Yeah. You can find me, you can find me on any social media platform. Um, you can find me on the small ones like Vero. You can find me on the big ones like Instagram and TikTok. Uh, but yeah, it's just Adelsi music and come hang out. I try to respond to messages, but I've noticed that it's easier to respond to comments. So if you, <laughs> you want to ask me anything, just, just drop a comment. All right. There you go, folks. Drop a comment and he'll get to you. <laughs> well, let's get it. There you go. All right. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Hell yeah, man. Thank you so much, bro. Much love.
In an interview with Zane Lowe with Apple Music, Pink talked about wanting to make the most out of your one life that you have on this earth. And I think it is most reflected in the latest album she just put out, Trustfall. It's her ninth studio album, I believe. And what's interesting about this one is that she had a couple years off in between album releases. Like the last one she put out was 2019 with How to Be Human. So she had some time to really curate and edit and kind of hone a sound for this album in a way that's cohesive and unlike anything we've heard before. So there's a lot to break down about it, but here to break down Trust Fall by Pink with me is my friend Andrew. Andrew, how are you? I'm good, David. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for coming on. You've been a Pink fan for a while, right? Like since the beginning? Yeah, since uh, late 90s she came out. So yeah. Yeah, it's like wild to think that she started off like her first album ever was like R&B and like that TLC, like Britney almost vain. And now she's, you know, she's progressed into like one of the most iconic like pop rock kind of artists of all time. And, you know, she just continues to kind of reinvent herself in a way. But we still always get these characteristics of Pink, I feel, on every album that she does. And Trustfall is like no exception to that. And she talked about too a lot in this interview that I watched how like the concept of trust applies to so many areas in our lives today. Like, you know, you have trust with going to school or to work or dropping your kids off at school, like she mentioned specifically, because she has two kids or even just with like friendships and things like that. So I think like the grander theme of the album is just kind of like taping, taking that leap and just feeling like full confidence in relationships or whatever you have going on. Yeah, actually, um, I'm not sure if you had a chance to see it yet, but in the music video for Trustfall, she takes a moment and she kind of speaks a little bit about that, about just kind of like letting go and kind of having that trust fall, if you will. So I thought, yeah, that what you just said kind of really connects with what she's been saying too, so. Mm-hmm. And like the aspect of like Trustfall is like all about diving in. And I think she does that perfectly like with this album because the first song on the album when I get there is just so deep and so personal. Like it's pretty much like talking to somebody who's moved on to the afterlife. And she's kind of asking, you know, is there a bar up there? Are you talking to your friends about the weather? Like essentially, what is it like? But I'll find out when I get there. And just to start with something so deep and so profound is kind of a big power move. Like she has big dick energy is what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. I 100% agree. I think starting off with, something that has such deep meaning to her because I'm not 100% sure, but I believe it's about her dad, right? I think so, yeah. Um, So I think starting off with that was a really good choice because it's something very personal to her and it, it kind of is a really good introduction to the album too mm-hmm. because I feel like there's a lot of ballads, but also a lot of, there's a lot of ups and downs throughout this album in regards to the vibe of it. So I think that, you know, kind of starting it off slow and then picking up is a really good, she did a good job. Yeah, and she kind of, there is kind of like that energy, but I feel like overall, would you agree the album is kind of like on the softer side, right? Yeah, I would say, um, like, I think one of my favorite songs is Long Way to Go, The Lumineers, and I think that in itself is very soft. There's a lot of soft ones. I think there's only a, a couple, maybe three or four that are like more upbeat or rock, if you will. I think the rest mm-hmm. are more acoustic. Yeah. What do you like about Long Way to Go? I'm curious. Um, I don't know. I think I just, I like the way that they harmonized with each other, Lumineers and Pink. I just think that they did a really good job singing it overall. But I think just the meaning too, like to me, like, I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like looking at my notes about that one song and I wrote, she always has 
songs I feel that elate to being on a journey of some kind and obviously that one's literally like alluding to it in the title and even as we're talking about how the album kind of builds and the energy kind of ebbs and flows like that song too like it starts off kind of slow or like softer I think with just like piano and then more instruments come in as like pink comes in and yeah that harmonization with the lumineers is really interesting like her collabs too on the album like she collabs with people that definitely are in more of that realm I guess you could say like more of like the indie realm like she has another collab with first aid kit she has another one with Chris Stapleton at the end who Chris Stapleton's just like amazing like you can't replicate his voice however hard you try but it's really interesting like she's kind of also diving into these other genres that she's kind of you know dipped her toes into you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah I think she doesn't really fit into one specific genre even though I think there are those songs that really do stick out to you like I think even from the past looking at like so what or Mm -hmm. sober or please don't leave me I think even in that era and those albums there's still other songs and other vibes even more recently looking at like beautiful trauma if you look at like revenge versus beautiful trauma like there there are different vibes in it and I think that she just does a really good job at not being defined to one specific genre even on an album like she's very comfortable with moving it around too yeah exactly and I love to like you know last call for example you just reminded me of because she has kind of done a few country hits as well and Last Call has, like, that country twang to it, mostly with the guitar in the background. And yeah. I just, like, I just, like, love that song, too. Like, I literally wrote, it kind of reminds me or gives a similar vibe as, like, Raise Your Glass. Because it's talking about, like, having your last hurrah before, like, the world ends. She has, like, another little line in there. And it just stops and she goes, like, uh, bartender. Like, it's yeah. just very. <laughs> she, and that's the other thing, too, like, on this album. Like, you still get the quirkiness of Pink, like, all those personalities, like, you know, the fun loving, the not giving a shit, like, you know, like, I think Last Call is a good example of how we can sum up, like, everything she's done in the past still coming into fruition with, like, this album. Yeah, actually, I think Last Call is another one that I really, really liked on this album, too, and I'm really glad that you also would say it's it's a little country. I mean, I wouldn't (laughs) say it's, you know, classified, really, as country, but I definitely do sense a little bit of country vibes in there. Overall, though, yeah, I really liked that song, too. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think what you said, you summed it up really nicely. Just like last call before the world ends, like, you know, last hurrah. That's really, yeah. And it does relate to Raise Your Glass, I think, too. Mm-hmm. There was another song, too, that really made me think of another one of hers. I think it was, I'm like looking through it through my very detailed notes. Um, what About Us, which was obviously a big song off of Beautiful Trauma kind of reminded me a little bit of Trustfall, like the lead single. Like, what did you think about that song? Of the lead single or um, what about us? Like I wrote down that they, the concept kind of reminds me of each other. That might be a little bit of a stretch, but I don't know, I was listening to Trustfall, like the single and something about it kind of made me go, hmm, it kind of sounds like what about us? Or it gives me a similar like feeling when I listen to it. Yeah, I think... I don't know. I feel like when I first listened to it, like I kind of got like not butterflies in my stomach, but I feel like that's the sensation she wanted someone to feel like, you know, you're looking over a cliff, like trust fall. Cause like when you, when it first starts, you know, it's very like, you know, her vocals are very passive, kind of more in the background. And then the bass or 
the song really just hits and it comes in and I think it just kind of did like a really good job at that overall I think that the trust fall single she did a good job at naming the title of the album after this because I think that this is probably one of the more prominent songs from the album Mm. itself but overall I really liked it I loved the visual that she did she actually there was a behind the scenes I'm not sure if you saw it um from the trust fall music video and she's like flying over a cliff and like off the edge of a cliff by just herself and extensions extension wires like it's crazy like Mm -hmm. so that's like a a roller coaster in itself to see but yeah I think overall that's probably like I said one of the most prominent ones from her album yeah it's definitely one of the more like well-rounded ones did you also know that apparently she was afraid of heights and the reason she does all of that trapeze stuff is because she wanted to get over her fear of heights uh I didn't know she was afraid of heights and if you told me I I don't know if I believe it because I've seen her shows no, but like she's That's... on my bucket list. Like I want to see her live. But I mean, like I think she said that in the interview I watched too. I had like literally the same reaction as you. I was like, "There's no way." Like she makes it look so natural. And I think now she's just used to it. But it's just like so yeah. funny, like thinking holistically too about the aspect of trust falling and the concept of the album. It's like, it's like it, you could literally make the argument. It's all just about getting over your fears. Yeah, I think just in general, like her flying over everyone like I mean you have to think about that too there's probably not like a bad seat at her concert like Mm. you know you you think of artists and you think like sorry you think of artists and uh you think like what are you gonna where are you gonna sit where are you gonna move but it I think she yeah I mean if she's flying over everywhere you can pretty much see her yeah like you won't miss her essentially uh, something else too, like I want to talk about with this album, like you know, going off of how she touches on different genres, like we alluded to it a little bit with Trustfall, which is a little bit more of like a techno song, you could say, and like very mm-hmm. soft, like clubby vibes it gives. Other songs like that kind of echo that I would say are like Runaway, Hate Me Too is a little bit more energetic, and if anything, Hate Me is the one that I said kind of takes us back to like. 2000 like early 2000s mm. pink with like that attitude of being like you know i don't care who you are but like you it was literally like she's talking about you made me this way so like i hope you enjoy it and i wrote in my notes too like it literally reminds me of funhouse part two like that kind of vibe yes yes i 100 percent agree for runaway in itself i kind of feel like it's more 80s synth vibes from mm. it i feel like that and never gonna not dance again Mm-hmm. I think those two are very, I don't know if it's just a visual from Never Never Gonna Not Dance Again. That makes me think very 80s, but just in general, I think that those are very like 80s pop. But I think Hate Me is a really good callback to, like you said, Funhouse. It's like Funhouse Part 2. Um, that's exactly, that's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah, you just reminded me of somewhat of a hot take, I feel. And I don't know how people would agree or feel about what I'm about to say, but... I don't think that Never Not Gonna Dance Again is the best single or like the best song on the album. I I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I'm not saying <laughs> you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. I do think for this album and kind of to encapsulate what the vibe of this album is, I think it's okay. But I mm. think maybe releasing the Lumineers song or... Because she said when when I get there was a third single and she released it 
I think a week or not even a week before her album mm-hmm. actually came out. But yeah. I don't know. Like I that's hard. That's a really hard call. Well, I mean, like I could see I understand like why it was released as the lead single. It's a little bit more radio friendly, like mm-hmm. it's more fun, it's quirky, it has like this adult childhood innocence to it where it's like you know she says in interviews like the song makes me want to just take off all my clothes and dance like just like letting go and not giving a shit but like when i listen to the whole album like as i've mentioned there are so many other songs that i feel like were done so much better or sound more cohesive or have a lot stronger of a message lyrically that is like i said last call i thought was really good runaway like I could hear like trust fall more on the radio. Like that one's the second single. So that might get some more traction, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I just felt like she kind of made this album. I could tell not aiming or like engineering it for top 40. Like she made it for herself and it reflects like the music she wanted to put out like the past couple of years. So I think there are just other options on the album that are a lot more exemplary of that. If you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm trying to think of a good one that I think, other than Last Call, that would make a really good single. Um, but that's a really tough call. I'm gonna try and see if I can look up the set, the um, album itself. So yeah, I like can look at it. And I mean, like there are a lot of piano ballads and acoustic songs on here too. Like, you know, the last three, Feel Something, Our Song, and Just Say I'm Sorry with Chris Stapleton. Like, those are all very heavy and slow. So, like you can't really market those as like singles, at least in my opinion. But like I said, there are just so many songs that are so much like they're so deep, essentially, like we get a lot of depth from her on this album. I think Turbulence is also really that would have been a pretty friendly single. Oh, yeah, because that is a very good segue, because I think Turbulence is like the perfect in between of the, you know, height of the album with the high energy, like Trust Fall or Hate Me. And then it also kind of fits more with the lower toned, um, mm. like slower ballads. So I think that even Turbulence would have been really good. But I think Never Gonna Not Dance Again is probably just the one that really spoke to her. Like you said in the interview, she mm. did make it for her. So um, yeah. it does make sense. I'm so glad you brought up Turbulence because that one may arguably be my favorite. Mm-hmm. Solely off the line that she says... The pan is like temporary, but I'll be permanent. Actually, I think it's panic is temporary, but I'll be permanent. Mm-hmm. Just something about that line. I kid you not. I listened to this album at like 10 o'clock at night with like all the lights off. And I just sat in my living room and like took notes. And I think it was honestly the best thing I could have done to really soak everything up. But like something about that line and the presentation of that song too, like you're saying, like it was a good in between. It wasn't too fast, too slow. Like it wasn't too heavy, too light. Like it just really like grabbed me and I think she said I might be wrong so don't quote me on this but I think she said she played it for a friend who like lost someone in their life and the friend like literally was blown away by it like it's a really strong song but it also is very easy on the ears yeah exactly um that's interesting I mean I'm not 100% sure I'm gonna check that out actually after but I could definitely see that being the case because I think the that's a good way of saying it that the song itself is really strong and has a very soft way of presenting it mm-hmm. yeah no definitely and like I said like we get like all these different like themes of pink from being like you know like I said on a journey talking about the meaning of life you know dealing with pain and suffering things like that which is something she also apparently has dealt with a lot 
um, which kind of shows. But like I said, I think it always comes back to just how she just wants to make the most out of her music. Like she talks a lot about too in the interview with Zane, like all like she's just the happiest when she's singing like with a guitar or like performing live or just like she said something too that I just remembered. Like when she performs, she wants to feel like she's sitting with the person all the way in the back of the room, like Mm. making them feel seen. And I think this album, like, you know, she says it's one of her best and I could probably argue it's also one of her best because I think it really does like touch you on such a deeper like soul level and just makes you feel seen in some way, even if it's not the most like radio friendly, like I said, but just like personally wise, I think everyone could find something they relate to on this album. Definitely. Um, And another thing, I don't know if you've thought about this much, but um, her album artwork in Mm -hmm. itself I think it does a really good job at showing her softer side as well as her tougher side because she's wearing like a a pink silk you know dress yeah that's flowing but she's also wearing like these combat boots in the mat like on rocks like in the mountains it looks like Mm -hmm. so I think that you know I think it does a good job at showing her tough side like this album shows her tough side but it also shows her softer side Mm -hmm. yeah no, that's really good. I didn't think of that. So that's a good point you bring up. Yeah, the cover too was like, you know, and I like have been looking at her Instagram and all the pictures she's been posting in promotion of it and like some photo shoots she's done. And that is, that's kind of where she's at in her career. Like she's is showing more of her soft side, you know, which is very different from what she kind of came up on. But she also will not let people forget she's still a tough cookie and she still is very opinionated and will share those opinions. It doesn't care what you think. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I think she's, uh, I think she in general has evolved a lot. And even though the message is still very much, I think the same, mm-hmm. she's, I think you don't, you don't want an artist that just stays the same. I think you want someone who's continuously evolving, changing, not, you know, even topics can kind of mature and change. Um, so I think that she did a really good job with, her career in general like the span of it how she's evolved from basically you know don't let was it uh don't let me get me yeah don't let me get me and she's basically saying you know oh I'm a teenager and no one understands me and you know that's basically the gist of the song but now it's kind of like you know how she's overcoming these different problems that are arising in her life Mm -hmm. I think it's really interesting how she's changed so much and I also wonder if that artwork was planned to kind of show the the soft and the tough side if that was like Mm -hmm. how it was planned or if that's just like who she is that she just wanted that because I could also see that being the case (laughs) yeah it definitely maybe it was just like an unintentional thing maybe she saw the idea for the photo shoot and then she saw that photo and was like you know that shows both ends of who I am so let's go with that one I could see that happening like I could see her like going about it that way yeah well Angie thank you so much for coming on and talking about trust fall by pink like this has been a great conversation and it just made me realize you know how much more people should probably listen to this album because I'm a huge fan of pink I think she's great and I think everything everything she does is great so if you haven't listened to trust fall you probably should so you can get an earful of what Andrew and I have been saying so thanks again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, David, thanks for having me. Uh, quick question before we log off. What is your favorite across all her whole 
four decade span career, what is your favorite song that you think she's done? Like a song that she's put out ever? Yeah, like what's one song that you go back to? Oh, that's so hard. I will say for me, at least album is probably Funhouse because I think there's just so many great songs on there. But I could argue, and this is the first one that came to my head, that I think her best song is arguably Glitter in the Air. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? I would agree that Funhouse is probably my top album by her. I think my favorite single, this is going to sound so stupid, uh, Revenge featuring Eminem. <laughs> I don't know why, but I think that them singing together is just, I don't know, it just sounds really good. I also really love So What, of course. That's like... Mm. Can't but, go wrong. And the visual for that one was also really cool. <laughs> yeah, I remember being in like sixth or seventh grade when that song came out. And just, it was honestly, I think it was honestly the first song I listened to that I openly sweared out loud. And I was like, this is it. This is the moment my whole life changes. Like, yeah. So thanks, Pink, for turning me into a teenage dirtbag, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Yeah. So great. All right. Well, Angie, thank you again so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. And that's the rotated review. Want to join me for the next review? Send in your suggestions to the on podcast at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Make sure you hit that follow button while you're at it. To read this review fully, see my blog, or listen to past episodes, log on to onrotationpodcast.wordpress.com. And now it's time to take a look at what popped this week in news. Justin Bieber has canceled the remainder of his Justice World Tour. While he has yet to comment on the matter, USA Today reports Bieber will be taking time off to focus on his health. The pop star first paused the tour after he was diagnosed with Ramsey-Hunt syndrome last June. Speaking of Bieber, drama between his wife Haley and ex-girlfriend Selena Gomez has been brewing over the last month after Haley allegedly body-shamed Selena in a since-deleted TikTok. The ordeal apparently led Selena to take a break from social media, not before allegedly commenting on multiple TikToks, calling Haley out for the bullying. Neither have directly addressed the situation. And Kiki Palmer is officially a mom. The 29-year-old welcomed her son Leo alongside her boyfriend Darius Jackson at the end of February. Kiki broke the news on her Instagram with several photos from the couple's first 48 hours as parents. And that's going to do it for this episode. Feel free to tune in next time when we rotate through a whole new slew of topics with all new guests. In the meantime, keep it real, y'all.